0: Dudes to Bet Sports,
1: Dudes to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dudes to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dudes to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Haldeman and his father the coach. Let's ride. It was the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports show. Papa Dude, I'm just ready for the fights today. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm looking so forward to this. I woke up this morning and I said, all right, what are we going to do for this show? Because our show—we talk about sports, obviously, right? Yeah, and we talk about Oakland, and it's like, yeah, it's not. Oakland's really. not
0: doing this weekend, really.
1: Yeah, so it's like we got we got big things for Oakland the next couple of weeks. So we'll have that covered. What can we do today? And I thought, let's just try to make everybody, and maybe even you, mad. So, are you excited for the for the hot topics?
0: There in the United States of America today, if you throw out, if you throw out anything. There's going to be an argument. It doesn't matter what it is. There's it, going to be – uh, that's just the way it is. And when you're talking about horse racing and sports, everybody's got their own opinion. So, yeah, we're, we'll are we have a good, lively discussion today, I'm sure.
1: Okay. All right. All right. I didn't know where you were going with that one. I'm glad you, you did the way
0: it is. I think that's the social media age, yeah. you know?
1: I think you're 100% right. Sometimes controversies happen that I don't know about because I haven't been on Twitter in the last couple of days, and I get on they there and people are like, this and this and this? Like, they know.
0: argue about anything on Twitter. So. Yes, yes. Anyway. All right,
1: listen. Let's just do it. Let's get let's right into it. Let's get after it. We've got – let's see. We've got uh, three horse racing topics, and we've got two sports topics. Okay. So I think we should kick it off with the headliner because this has been all over our – Twitter feed or whatever okay. is Forte. The real deal is the first one. Okay. And I think it is an interesting debate. So let me just kind of preface uh, to lay out the the scene and then I'll, I'll, I'll kick it over to you. Um, okay. <laughs> he's, he was the two-year-old of the year, you know, and he, he won three straight grade ones to end 2022, 2023 comes he looks very good in his first race, the Fountain of Youth. He earns a 98 buyer, which that's whatever. It's not bad for the first start. Everybody's expecting the second start. Well, maybe not everybody, but I'm expecting second start to see a step forward. I think we saw, I don't care about the buyer, really, but I think we saw kind of the same race in his second start as we did in his first. What are your, What do you think? Because you, you've been kind of high on him yeah. uh, after this race. Is Forte the real deal?
0: Well, first of all, I don't know why we give a shit. To be honest, <laughs> let's run some more races, right?
1: Well, I I disagree I mean, with real that.
0: Real deal going into the Kentucky Derby. How about we say it that way? Okay. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He hasn't run enough yet for us to say he's a superstar. Okay. A- let
1: me let me rephrase. We're talking about the Kentucky Derby right now. Yeah. yeah. Is he the real deal for the Kentucky Derby? Yeah.
0: Well, I've watched a ton of races not near as many as you have but i have watched a bunch of races and the trouble he got in in that race if you want to blame that on him for getting in the position he was in okay yeah i don't see very many horses win that race i'll just say that right now i i thought he was beat
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i think you did too didn't you
1: yes yeah
0: and i think mike somage did too
1: yep yep
0: and probably magic
1: But between all of us on the live stream, we probably had, I'm going to guess, because Samich had a huge, huge bet, I'm going to guess we had $3,000 between all of us on the Forte Mage uh, exacta, and I don't think any of us thought we were cashing that.
0: No. I thought he was beat. Yeah. And so I've publicly said it on some shows we've done. I got more out of him in that race coming from behind like he did than I would have if he'd have blown somebody away. I mean, I, I don't know how good the feel was. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I will, I, I, I'm going to say this, too. Had he not won that race, would we be criticizing the jockey?
1: I wouldn't. Well, I, really well, he he I, would I don't um, think he got in that much trouble. I don't think he got in that much trouble.
0: Well, he kind of got behind some horses. Now, that could be they just couldn't get him to run. That he kind of comes
1: be. from behind, though.
0: Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. And that is an issue with horses that like to come from behind. Uh-huh. They get into trouble sometimes. But he proved that he could get. I thought the horse, okay, I'll I'll shut up and I'll just finish with this. I thought the horse showed a tremendous amount of courage to come back and win that race.
1: That I can't disagree with at all. I I thought, okay, at first I thought he was in a pretty good spot, but Mage was beat, right? Yeah. And then Mage makes this move and he passes everybody like they're tied to a pole. And I'm like, oh God. That, mm-hmm. you don't usually see a horse get flown by and then and then one of the horses that gets flown by comes back and wins. So when they turn for home, I thought, I can't believe it's gonna come in Mage Forte. <laughs> and it's gonna come in the wrong way. Yes. And it was very impressive to see him dig down, to see him see that horse in front of him and go get him. I, I thought that was impressive for sure.
0: He didn't have very he didn't have very much time to get him either.
1: He didn't have very much time to get him either. You're right about that. And I think a longer stretch definitely would have helped him a bit. They had to give him two pretty hard left-handed whips there at the top of the stretch. And then it was more of a little bit of a hand ride home, uh, a a vigorous hand ride home, not, not under wraps or anything like that. It's at least I'll say this. He's opened the door. I think for somebody to jump through it and beat him. I, I thought it was a good race. I don't think it was a great race. I don't think he's a two to one Kentucky Derby favorite type at this moment. Now you still have all these races left this weekend, Maybe nobody else impresses and it's just a race where, hey, how he's running, it's probably going to be good enough to get the job done. I mean, I'm in the middle. I seem to always fall in the middle of these discussions, right? I I just, I don't think he's trash, but I don't think what he did last Saturday was anything that makes you go, wow, he is a monster of a horse. Okay. Well, what do you think about that?
0: If that's your opinion, I think he's a monster of a horse, and I think he'll prove it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think
0: I I just have seen too many horses not win when they're put in that situation, Mm -hmm. and suck him under with the ease that he did. Now I don't know how good Mage is. The other thing is, Irad was totally shocked. He said when Mage passed it.
1: I'm sure he was. Yeah,
0: and I think it, he may have he may have stumbled just a little bit, thinking, "What was that that just went around me?" It could
1: you know? have been, and I think I think this could be a situation also where Irad was not really focused on who was behind him, and he was looking at front. and He goes, "Okay, I'm going to wait, wait, make my move. I've got those horses measured. That won't be a problem. And then we'll just kind of gallop on from there. Nobody's going to catch us." And I think what you said is right. I think. Because we were shocked, too. If you go back and watch the feed, we are just in a depression because we thought <laughs> would have to get out in front or at least be forwardly placed. And he starts making the move, and we all are like, oh, God, he's he's running. You know, he's going to fire. Yeah. And it's like when he made the move around the turn, you're like, well, there's no doubt he's going to finish first or second. But unfortunately, I think he's going to finish first for our bets. So I do think it was surprising how well he ran, and I think – I think Irad thought I'll make the first move and then they'll yeah. follow me and he kind of got he got past me no kind of he got past he
0: got surprised Irad got surprised and perhaps believed.
1: that's what made it a little closer maybe if Irad was expecting that move he moves with him and it's not as close yeah I do think there's some of that because you know we all kind of have a have how the even jockeys trainers everybody have that race in their head right and then when A horse does something you're not expecting, you've got to adjust to it. So that was definitely a big factor in it. I think you're right. Another big thing, and I don't hate it, but I don't particularly love it. On the gallop out, Mage passed him. Mage got back ahead. When we're going a mile and a quarter, I'm not sure if that's the greatest sign in the world. What do you think about that one?
0: We'll just have to see. I don't know. I, I don't. It's not a good sign, I guess. Uh, he spent an awful lot of in- energy to get him. Yeah. I could see why he was tired. He's yeah. had to suck it up and shift it in. Uh, some of the people who said here in the chat, fifth and sixth gear. I can see why he might be a little gassed.
1: It's probably the know. hardest he's had to run since he yeah. Loggins, you know, yeah. as a two-year-old. He, You think, you think about his races – he had to run his ass off to beat Loggins. Okay. And then the next race in the Breeders' Cup, he really, I mean, he ran. Don't 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 get this twisted. He ran a stellar race, but he really never left like second or third gear in that race. Yeah. He, he didn't no. have to dig down deep. This was the second time you really had to see him dig down. And like you said, and to his full credit, he went there and he went and got him. And that I like to see was that. kind of credit. Yeah.
0: I disagree with Christopher here that mage quit. I don't think he did. It looks like you quit when the other horse flies by you like a locomotive.
1: I I, I think quit is a strong word. I do think he was starting to shorten up those strides just a bit. And I think it was because he had to make a circus like move around the turn and he got in such trouble, and I think the jock just kind of said, "Look, we got to go. We got to yeah. go," you know. Yeah. And and whatever happens, happens. So, I, I do think the strides were starting to shorten. I do, but he had every reason. I mean, my goodness, he ran a huge race. Oh, he did. And see people are very, very happy, thinking he's going to win the Derby, or that's the horse you really want. What what kind of like what kind of trip is he going to get? That's two times but, in a row when he got in stakes company, he didn't get the trip and gosh, what's he going to get in the Derby? That's my worry about him. What did you think about Mage? Mage? Yeah.
0: Well, I think he, that horse is lightly raced. Yeah. And I thought that was a tremendous performance. I mean, I think he made a giant step forward. I do. I don't know. We're just going to see what happens this weekend. If another star comes out of these mm-hmm. races uh, this weekend, you know, practical move takes that next step. If, if uh tap it, what it tap it twice is that mm-hmm. I, I either get that or tap it twice. But how <laughs> how how that horse does, yeah. uh, who comes out of that, they may not win either one of them. So, you know, we're going to know a lot more Saturday about six o'clock or whatever time those races are over.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I kept him, I kept him number one, kept Forte number one for another week here, and I I really. I've been putting him number one because I was pretty convinced he's the best horse. I kept him number one because I just think he's still as well. The ones we've seen run so far, their last preps, I still think he's a little better. I'm fully expecting somebody to come and pass him this weekend. And I wasn't really thinking I would have that kind of feeling. So I, I guess my answer is for right now, I still have him as, as the real deal. Number one horse for the Derby but I'm looking for somebody this weekend to pass him. We'll see. And I know you're number one and you're probably not looking for anybody to pass him this weekend.
0: No, he hasn't done anything wrong in my eyes, but my eyes are not well as well trained as yours are. So (laughs) I just see the results. I saw what the horse did. I've seen too damn many horses not win a race like that. Yeah. And I, that's something that I think you got to look at in a horse. Do they have the guts to come from behind and, 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 when it looks like they're beat, and he did.
1: That's right, and I, I, you're not wrong about that. And and sometimes your eyes are 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 good because you keep things pretty simple in your handicapping. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's really good because you don't get all these other factors. You're just like, well, look, he keeps winning, and now he's in another race with horses he should beat. So I'll just take him. <laughs> and <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah, I'm wrong. still on
0: him. I think I think he proved a lot to me in my eyes. You know. Yeah. But there's still races to go. This is uh, you know, these three this weekend. Yep. I'll be surprised if anything comes out of the wood that really um impresses us. I could pick a big upset there, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna handicap that here in a little while. But uh uh yeah, practical moves, got a chance to move forward and we'll see what happens in the but uh Keeneland. Yep,
1: yeah, Keenan, the bluegrass as well with tapetrice. Yeah, I, I like game. that Keenan. What's that?
0: You know a horse I like up at Keeneland? Real quick, oh. out there. Okay. I really like uh, Major Blue. Really? Yes, I do. I don't know that he'll win. Okay. Hey, that horse is getting better, and uh, I think he can do some damage up there. I think D. Wayne uh, sent him up there instead of the Arkansas Derby for a reason, and I don't really know what it is, but – I think, I, to me, he he would have ran him in the Arkansas Derby. I think maybe he needed, thought he needed another week. That yeah. Could,
1: At, that could he's be. He's 30-1. to one. He is the co-second longest choice on the board. Major blue. He's won two in a row. Yep.
0: Yeah. And he's been impressive. And I don't know whether he's ready to go take on a, a grade one. I think he'll be a player in this. I, I do. I, I really was impressed the way he ran the other day.
1: Yep. He, he did run really well the other day uh you know i i don't want much part of him here but maybe under long shot
0: if you want a long shot on your exotics he might be something to look at
1: he you know mendelssohn's march is the horse i want that's a longer yeah. price but i'm afraid a, a few people want him and i don't know that he'll actually be a longer price but same kind of cut from the same cloth, almost been winning it o- or won at Oakland and now trying to come up here and face Stakes mm-hmm. Company for the first time. So, yeah, I get it. I, I, I think Major Blue is it? Yeah, Major Blue should get the lead. And yeah, I think that's, that's always dangerous as well. So.
0: Yeah, and Dean Wayne's got him running good right now. So yeah. I maybe a little overconfident. Could be. I don't know.
1: Well, these horses are running good. You, you don't you do not say anything wrong with that one. Yeah. Um, let's go on to the next one. Let's stick okay. to the derby topic here. Right. Uh, and do another horse just because people were really talking about this. Angel of Empire, big winner of the Arkansas Derby. A good pick by you for sure. And uh an, an easy winner, one one at, you know, no doubt, really, once they turn for home. Why did you think of him? Is he a derby threat?
0: Well, I don't know why not. He ran really well. Uh, that's two good wins in a row, right? Mm-hmm. The Risen Star, and now this one. That's a pretty good twosome, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Good trainer. Um, should improve. Don't know how good the field was at uh, Oakland. I think it was one of the weaker ones, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But the horse ran great and pulled away at the end like you want to see and blew that field away. So, sure, I think he's a threat. Uh, We'll just have to see, you know, our next topic will come up here in a little bit, uh, where he draws and that kind of stuff. So I don't see why he shouldn't be 8-1, to to 10-1. What do you think?
1: Yep, I think he's a major threat. I thought he ran very well uh he reminded me a lot of how cyberknife won last year at, at oaklawn he kind of came in he, he wasn't under the radar but he wasn't like a second or or, or you know a strong favorite or second choice kind of in that third fourth race I, I listen i like him a lot i i think he's i think he's right up there i'm kind of on a wait and see with some of these final ones this weekend where he lands uh for me but i've got him in number 5 right now and Mm-hmm. Could move up. We'll we'll see what happens with some of these horses. I'm projecting, you know, how they're going to run this weekend. So yeah. yeah, we'll keep that one short and sweet. We don't have much to debate. No, he's, uh, he's he's
0: he looks good, you uh, know. And and the Arkansas Derby winners have a good history. So, you know, if you win that race, you're pretty
1: good. Yep, absolutely. All right. So there's two horses now. We're going to go to a sports one. Don't worry, we do have one horse one left. This is going to be my favorite. I, I can't wait for this one. <laughs> Is Angel Reese classless? So if you didn't see it, Angel Reese pulling off the the John Cena to America's little darling Caitlin Clark uh, as as LSU won the uh, national championship on Sunday. This has caused a major, major, major uptick in debate over, you know, is she classless? I mean, how terrible is this person? How awful is this person? Um, All right, let's hear it, Papa Dude. What was your take on this?
0: Well, I think a couple of things. Number one, it has to do with girls. Mm -hmm. I think we don't think girls should act like that. Mm -hmm. Is that sexist to say? I don't mean it that way at all.
1: No, I I know you don't. You're saying that's what you think is...
0: I just think it's been blown out of proportion because it's girls.
1: Correct. And that's not you. That's you talking about other people, not your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I just think it's been blown out of of proportion because it's two girls uh, doing that. And we don't associate girls with doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was great what Caitlin Clark said Mm -hmm. in an interview. She said, I didn't think anything of it. It's not a big deal. We are competitors, and we were playing a game, and that's just the way it is. It didn't bother, at least in the interview she had with I think Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Case closed. That ought to close it right there. Yeah, I think she might have went a little too far. Maybe did it too long. Maybe
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that part of it I don't like. You know, maybe once okay, but it seems like she taunted her just a little bit. Here's the thing. When you get in a game, you don't know what's going on out on that floor. You don't know what these guys are saying to each other. And the girl from Iowa may have been mouthing, too. You just don't know. Uh, great players are competitors, and they 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 don't like to lose. And, and these were two very, very good players. And, uh, by the way, the girls' tournament was fantastic. The final four was some of the best basketball
1: I've seen. It's the best basketball of the year, the final four for the week. Oh, it yep. really was. Yeah. Uh,
0: if you do want to get into some controversy here, and it, and, and Dennis mentioned it, uh, I thought more controversy was what they let Kim Mulkey get away with over there on the sidelines. But that's what she does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get a reputation like that. Referees just don't they, don't, they don't they let you get away with it. You know, she was out of control a couple of times, but that's just what she does. All and right. no, that's what she does. And they, right.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I mean, I, I'm not saying anything, but it, but they should have probably teed her up once.
1: Sure. No, I, I, I don't disagree, but
0: he grabbed an official, but that's okay. kind of what she does. But back to this. I've heard some stuff that Angel has said about uh, the other controversy was, and this is again, it just is what people list uh, here and run with it. Jill Biden said in a comment that she thought the Iowa team should be invited to the White House also. Yeah. Now, I think what she meant was they played really well and she thought they deserved to come to the White House too. OK,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Angel has kind of gone off the wall on this and said and she's taken it too far and said, no, no, they shouldn't go. They lost, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think Jill Biden meant it in that way. And she said since has backtracked and said, that's not the way I meant it. I think what she meant was they both played so well, they both should be able to come to the White House. hmm. So I think she was a little classless in what she said there. But the the taunting and all that, no, I don't have a problem with what she did.
1: All right. So here's the deal. Okay. I, I think some people that are on the internet have never actually played a competitive sport.
0: Probably not.
1: I I was watching this and it was like, that is hilarious. You know, that is hilarious because you gotta understand. All anybody ever heard through this whole tournament is, oh, Caitlin Clark. Oh, Kaitlyn Clark. These girls from LSU are really good. And you know what like the best coach in college basketball, no doubt. men or women did? She played that to her team. She played yes. that. Up. She said, you're getting disrespected. She said, nobody thinks you can win. She said, nobody cares about you. It's all about Iowa. They don't give a damn about LSU. They shit on you. That's, pissed on right. and they And she rallied that team.
0: She did. She Go
1: watch to. that game. They could not have played with more passion, more mm-hmm. effort, and they played a damn near perfect basketball game. They they have the anywhere. basketball team scored 105 points.
0: They couldn't Incredible. have played anywhere. They couldn't One have played of the best anywhere.
1: coaching jobs I've ever seen in my right. life. All and right?
0: by the way, she had nine new players this year. Nine new players.
1: Yeah. However, when you coach like that, when you do that, when you get that team so fired up with Mm -hmm. emotion and energy like that, this is what comes out of it. It is. Because you can't play up. Everybody hates you. Everybody thinks you suck. Nobody thinks you have a chance. Everybody loves this girl over here. And then when you win and you kill them like that, And everything Kim Mulkey probably told those players came absolutely true. You're better than them. Go out and show it. Nobody thinks you're going to win this game. Everybody in this building is against you that isn't wearing purple tonight. This is what's going to happen. You're going to get a girl that took all of it to heart, played a great game, Mm -hmm. and she's going to get in the face of the other girl and say, hey, what do you think now? Because you're Mm -hmm. going back to Iowa with nothing. yeah, And I'm going back to LSU with his ring. And that's what's going to happen.
0: I think the ones that
1: are upset about this, Get a life, right? Period.
0: I get a life. This is make- crazy.
1: This is competitive sports. We okay, not <laughs> intermural's. This is competitive Division One national championship sports. Okay, get Steve. over it.
0: <laughs> okay, Stephen A. You make you it's make crazy.
1: that <laughs> okay, it's crazy. Okay, Crazy.
0: You make you make outstanding points. the the only The only rebuttal. I have here, and I don't know whether this happened or not. Okay, you're taking it out on the girl, Caitlin Clark, who may not have said anything, and it's not her fault.
1: No, I'm not. Caitlin Clark, I don't care. That's that's fine. I
0: know, but, but the other side of it is maybe she shouldn't have been mouthing her as much if she had – because they were the favorites because Caitlin Clark played so well in the what? South Carolina game. Well, that's not her fault, and that's not – her fault that they were favorites and LSU wasn't. My point is sometimes you have to realize, uh, okay, I'm going to do this to you, Caitlin, but I'm, a, I'm not going to continue it. You know, and you can't really blame Caitlin Clark for Iowa being favorite because she had that fantastic game against South Carolina. Everybody, really knew really really everybody knew LSU. Everybody knew LSU should be the favorite. They should have been the favorite in that game.
1: Well, of course. It, and it, they
0: weren't. And they all, weren't. This
1: stuff, all this stuff is not a blame on Iowa or Caitlin no, Clark. They don't have anything against them. I, if but they it, would have won by less it, than three and a half, I would have been totally fine with it.
0: I would like to know if Caitlin Clark mouthed her any at all in that game. I would like to know that. I don't care. Well, she probably did. She Who probably cares?
1: did. Who cares? It's well, a better sport. They're not playing chess.
0: I really think if it was boys that had done this, this would not have been an issue.
1: You mean I when really, the UConn guy was waving at the other team? Yeah. Fans at the, end a, of the game and it's players? It's guys.
0: It's guys.
1: Yeah.
0: And here's the other thing is, not very many people, and I, and I, I don't mean this bad, they don't watch women's sports very often. Yeah. No, and they don't right. realize – me personally in the last couple of years, because you and I's alma mater has been so good at women's basketball, I have watched a ton of it, and I'm a huge fan now yeah. of the competitiveness of these girls and how good they are. I mean, I, I knew they were good. Yeah. Man, they get after the rabbit, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And I've got to where I almost would rather watch women's play than the men's because I don't like the way the men's game is nowadays.
1: Now, the the other stuff that you talked about about well, I'm not even going to the White House now, you know, because because she 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 thought Iowa should be the. That's what, like, that's whatever. I don't. I mean, probably shouldn't be doing it. Okay,
0: I oh, I'll it. just go to the White House and enjoy it.
1: You're off the court now. And that's
0: exactly what Kim Mulkey has said. We're going yeah. to the White House. We're going to the White House.
1: And I think she's taken that too far. But look, when you're on, when, it, when you're in battle and you're on the court or the field or whatever. Ella, you can't hit somebody you can't no. physically hurt somebody but no. that kind of stuff forget about it yeah. i mean it's fine <laughs> and you know what if she if you want to talk about well why didn't they tee her up why did they tee Mulky up i fine i get it you could definitely mulkey could have got teed up a couple times you could have you know uh, uh teed up I angel as well and that's i don't have no th- argument
0: I don't think you tear up Angel. She did. It wasn't anything you tear up for, I don't think.
1: Well, I mean, you can tease somebody up for talking trash to another player. Yeah, and yeah. If she gets that, then that is whatever it is, right? I you saw know. somebody ask about uh, the Caitlin Clark technical. That was nuts. Was, that was a horrible call.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that one at all. No. We did see her throw the ball away from the official, and sometimes I mean, they don't want it. It makes you wonder, though, what the point I was trying to make a well while ago. Was she mouthing out there and we didn't see it? It makes you wonder had she been mouthing to the officials yeah. off camera, you know, and you don't, because she bitched about a lot of fouls. She did. She was, they, all yeah. the Iowa team was. Mm-hmm. And she might have, she might have said something to an official. We don't know. Cause that was an awful quick tee.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And look, you know, complain of the officials and stuff. It's the heat of the moment, things like that. Uh, you know, Silver Charm says uh, Reese only did it that you can't see me because Clark did it to Louisville. So, yeah, I saw the people that were posting that. And, again, I didn't care about Caitlin Clark doing that. And, and the no. other way around, I don't care. That, this That's is, what you
0: do. That's what you work. do. I, mean, I still see a lot of this has to do with the fact it was girls. Yeah. I really believe that, and I I don't say that disrespectfully. I just think those of us that watch sports don't think girls get into the game as much as boys do. do. And at this level, they do. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, lost in all this, too, is if you watch the semifinal games, I thought LSU was beat in the semis.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: They were down nine going into the fourth quarter, and Virginia Tech was laying it to them. Yes. And they blew them out in that fourth quarter, and they just carried it right on over into the championship game, and they played fantastic. They really did. Yep. So I think we need to get off the Angel Reese classless thing and give LSU a ton of credit for winning like they did. And here's another thing, how in the hell they were a number three seed. I will never know.
1: Yeah. in <laughs> two games all season long. Um, number three seed. And she, and like I say, Kim Mulkey could play into the disrespect card even more there. Um, yeah. They, they were in big trouble against Virginia tech without any doubt. And, uh, in this game, they were never in trouble, and that, that's weird. It would be the wow. other way around, you'd think. But listen, the LSU-Virginia Tech game was great, and then Caitlin Clark versus South Carolina, one oh. of the better performances you'll ever see. And then this yeah. championship game was great. I mean, it was exciting.
0: It really was, and in contrast to what the boys, which they well, just, it just wasn't a good tournament. Over I think on. San
1: Diego State, Florida Atlantic was a great game. That was a great game, yes. But the problem was Connecticut was just better than everybody, they and did. any game they were involved in wasn't a good game because they dominated. So, and I
0: think we see, you know, everybody wants the the, the good teams to get beat. I think we see that we need a couple of good teams in the Final Four. Yeah. I'm talking about highly seeded teams need to right. be in the Final Four to make it interesting. Because as I said on the Daily Show on Sunday, uh, when you when no one's got a bracket left they don't really care about this tournament anymore unless their
1: team's playing. That's right. Yeah. When you look to the final four, it does kind of seem like a little bit of a letdown. Yeah.
0: Unless your team's uh, playing. So anyway, I think right. we've, uh, re- I think we've hashed this one out.
1: That one got, got haven't got me fired up. Let's see if we can get some more people fired up here. Um, we'll go back to horse racing here. Should the Derby change the point system and the post position draw? So, Should the Derby change the point system, how you qualify to get there? And then once you get there, should it be more of a, hey, you earn X amount of points, so you get the first choice of post and on down the list? Uh, Two different questions but kind of go together. What are your current thoughts on this?
0: I don't really have a trouble with the point system so much. Uh, You may have some more opinions on that. Uh, But the post draw is ridiculous, in my opinion. Whoever has the most points should get to pick their, let's say the top five get to pick where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen races where the best horse does not win. We've seen a lot of Kentucky Derbies where the best horse doesn't win. Mm-hmm. And I just think if you've earned, say, 200 points and the next horse below you earned 105, you should get to pick where you want to be. I mean, that's the way they do it in any other sport. Yep, I just I think, think I've said this a million times on our shows over the last couple of years. And I, I'm not going to change my mind. This is the most unfair horse race there is. Uh-huh. And to me, and I've said this a million times, this is the race that horse racing industry needs to showcase, which they do. It's unfair. And there's so many things about it. That's not right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it a 20 horse feels ridiculous. I've said this over and over. I've heard Wayne say it. One of these days, we're gonna have a problem and yeah. it's gonna be tragic. And
1: if you're gonna if you're gonna run 20 horses, then that's when I think the post draw needs yes. thinking. Yeah. Yes. Um if you're gonna run 14, you get what you get, but 20 that's just true. makes sense. I it agree.
0: 20, they never run in a 20 horse race. Never. It's yeah. the only time. Mm -hmm. and so you've never had a horse that's ever been out that far, if you get that, or pinned on the rail. Mm -hmm. You watch the head-on of this race, and you watch that one horse. And If he doesn't get out of that gate, you watch that horse get knocked into that rail because he will. He will.
1: (laughs) Shoddy with a great... (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for the super chat, And She says, "How could you say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> a dude who bets more special. Maybe that's what I should have. Uh, yeah. What I should have uh, named this one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to argue again with you, Truth. One of these days, we're going to have a tragic accident in that race. Because most of the people that watch the Kentucky Derby don't ever watch another horse race all year long.
1: So truth is right.
0: He and is. Also,
1: and also you're right.
0: It's it's just, it's we're not talking about cars, Dennis. We're talking about horses. We're talking about jockeys. We're talking about human beings.
1: Well, Grand about- National is not a car race, but go ahead. What
0: the hell is it?
1: It's overseas, but go ahead.
0: Well, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Twenty horses is yeah. too many. Yeah. It's too many. Yeah, it's not right.
1: The the worry I've always had, if 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 something like War of Will happened and and it all he almost went down. Yeah. And he was in front of eighteen of the twenty runners. I I think maybe seventeen, maybe eighteen. Don't quote me on that. Maybe but that was a disaster. If he goes down, what happens? And and that is a that's with any with any race in the in the country, world, whatever. If a front runner goes down, even if there's six behind you, it's it's that's a, a very scary thing. But yeah, with twenty, it it, it really makes you scared. There's also the pop- possibility of more bumping and stuff like that. So, well, uh, it's definitely a worry.
0: Does anybody know when they what year they started spinning horses? Because when I was growing up and coming watching the Kentucky Derby, there was eight or ten in the race every year.
1: Yeah. There I, wasn't this many. I don't know that off the top of my head. No. Um yeah, to the to the question, uh well, yeah, what about
0: yeah, the point system?
1: The point system, I think they did a good job this year. I think they made it uh, a little bit better um this year. I think they're continuing to try to make it good and better, and I think that's good. I hate the international aspects where a horse can run just in Japan and qualify with with races that probably shouldn't be qualifiers in the same way with Europe. I want Japan and Europe to have horses represented here, but I would love to see them. They have to qualify in races that aren't just for them. I I think that's crazy. So
0: has that added to the number of horses you think since they made that?
1: No, I I think
0: have they always allowed them in
1: it's that's been the last four or five. Well, I can't remember how long they started that maybe five, six years ago. Um, But it's like last year, these horses from Japan got in by qualifying and then they kind of, I'm not going to say they ruined the race because that's not fair to people that really enjoyed that race, really, you know, cashed or whatever. So I'm not going to say ruin the race, but they certainly ruined the pace of the race. And the problem was they got in and that's mm-hmm. great, but they, they ran races that they had never run before. So you really couldn't handicap that that was going to happen like that. They mm-hmm. went out and flew and they don't, those were horses that hadn't flown like that ever. So it did, like I said, ruin the race is too strong, but ruin your handicapping of the pace in, in, in a way that you never could have seen coming certainly is not a stretch, right? So I, I love, again, I love when the International Horses come over. I love that for the Breeders' Cup, any big time, uh, any big races we have, they come over, that's great. I would love for them to be here, but you got to qualify in races that we have on our list, not on your own Making so what you're areas. saying is they got
0: they got to come over and earn some points in American races.
1: Even if they go to the the UAE uh Derby, that's okay too. But you're not going to run in five races in Japan and you've qualified. That or five races in Europe and you've qualified. Take that away and with the Japanese horses especially their motivation to come over here is is getting bigger and bigger, right? So I don't think the Japanese would have a problem trying to qualify that way. I think they would still have runners and I think Churchill did that so we could get that Japanese horse and that European horse because it is it does make it fun that they're here but those roads just all on their own I am not a fan of that whatsoever that I would change um, post position draw I do agree with you here's what I would do if you if you had I would I would make like a, a lottery pull right? If you have the first or the most points, you get 20 balls into the pool, right? Yeah. Second, you get 19. All the way down to 20 gets one. That way it's still random. It's not just, okay, here it is. But your chances of drawing first are better and better. And then you let the connections put the horses on what posts they need to be or where they want to be once they get, get drawn it. out of that lottery.
0: I would, I would go along with that for sure.
1: Yeah. And – to Shadi's point on the Japanese situation, Mandarin Hero is going to come over and run this weekend in the San Anita Derby, right? And I'm I'm glad he's here for sure, and I just feel like that's that needs to be what all of them have to do. And again, you come over for one and and, and earn your way. So um, yeah, but anyway, as far as the, the the Derby draw, I still like that feeling of it's random. And there's still, a, like, even that horse that has one ball in that lottery pool could still get that choice of first post, right? I want, I, I'd like to keep that aspect. And maybe I'm weighting it too much, but some kind of weight to where the horses that have earned their way there the most have a better opportunity or chance to get that, to get that right. decent draw, right?
0: Yeah. Cause let's, let's just look at Forte right now. Let's say he gets the 20. Then everything changes, right? We all look at that and go, "Whoa!" You know, or what if he gets the one?
1: Yeah, it, and Which, then you've got a horse that, uh, well, let's just say that that contour, the Japan horse that's coming over because they had their own qualification, and he took that spot. He comes over and he gets the perfect post.
0: Yeah,
1: and he really hadn't earned his way. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not knocking them coming. I'm not no. knocking the connections, but he really hasn't earned it as much as a Forte or, you know, whoever. Right. Uh, so that's even an angel of empire, like forget about Forte, you know, he's won two big prep races. Then you have this horse from Japan who's done nothing basically to get here. He gets like the seven hole and then Forte that's gets the rail. It's like, that's it's, right. It's, it's, I think this,
0: uh, I think this Japanese horse is interesting in the Santa Anita Derby. Yeah. I think he's interesting to see what happens.
1: Yeah. I yeah. do, too. I, I, I'm i interested to see how he runs. He's not from the major circuit. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. But he is from, uh, you know, a, a country right now who's just dominating on the world stage. Right. Um, so we'll see. You know, uh, in Dubai, they ran really, really well. They really showed their stuff, but they had a lot of horses in all those races, too. So and that's the other factor with Japan, you know, used to. Even, let's say, five years ago, they had horses running, but they didn't have a ton of them. Now, they're filling the fields. So, and now here it is spilling over to the Kentucky Derby. Right. So, it'll be very interesting to see if that A continues and B, will they get one eventually? Because they they will. Everything else, right?
0: Now, uh, how many are in there right now?
1: Uh, From Japan in the Derby? There are two right now. Okay. Yeah uh derma sotagate who won the uae derby and then contour who who uh, i think he was third in the uae yeah he was third in the uae derby uh i think he ran over in the saudi derby i don't think he hit the board but he won a race in japan on their series and he's ranked number one on their list so so here he is this
0: horse this horse has a chance to get in there too
1: yeah, Mandarin. If he if he finishes top two, he will most likely get in. I I think forty points will be enough to get him in. Yeah. So if he runs well, he's going to be there. So they'll have three. Let me so, ask you this: mm-hmm.
0: Should there? This will never happen. But should there be a minimum points to get into the derby?
1: Well, there. I mean, there kind. I mean, yeah, there kind of is though, right? When yeah, when you keep the. I know. I don't. I, I know what you're trying to say. Like My hey, line is
0: they want that 20 horse feet. That's
1: the problem. Exactly. That's why I was getting ready to say, yeah. Hey, if you didn't get 20 points, you're not in. But all of a sudden, we may have 17 runners, and Churchill's not going to do that. So, no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is it, Curtis. And you talked about uh, a little bit earlier how you liked the new system um, 40 points it's going to be really close. The cutoff line is going to be higher because they've given out more points this year. So 40 in the past has been well. Oh yeah. Easy, easy. No problem. 40 this year. Now you say if, if people, if, if some drop out, they usually do. So probably you're gonna get in with 40, but it's not guaranteed. So that's something to keep an eye on. It's a good point there from, from uh Mr. Mr. McMahon Curtis there. I love the new because there's
0: been there's been some that, uh years where fifteen or twenty points got you in, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: Yep, for sure. Uh 15 and 20 has gotten in. 18's gotten in. I remember that. So yeah. It, the, yeah. So all right, we'll go one more. We're going to go with one more sports and you, you know, you'll probably get mad about this one more than I will, but uh, <laughs> I don't like it either. Is the portal ruining college athletics? Papa dude, you and I are college athletic fans no matter what sport really. Um, it's not the same. Uh-uh. I don't know if it's something we're just going to have to get over or what. What are what are your thoughts on the portal?
0: Well, Coming from a coach's point of view.
1: Well, yeah, horrible.
0: It's horrible. Yeah, It is ruining it. Uh, And we're seeing it trickle down to all levels. Uh, I just think they're going to have to make some adjustments uh, to it. Um, You know, used to, if you wanted to transfer, you could, but you had to sit out a year. And now you don't. So what is happening is, If the least little thing upsets you, you can transfer anywhere you want to go, as long as they'll take you, and you can play immediately. So we have total changes in the rosters every year.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And let's just use football for an example. Uh, First, you get out and you recruit and you recruit and you recruit these high school kids and you get them, and you've just worked your tail end off. And in the old days, you knew you had them. For three years, they have to stay for three years, and you could develop them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now they could transfer if they wanted to, but they lost. They they had to sit out a year, right? So you had a little bit of a hold on them, and you developed them. That that's that's a key to any athletics. I don't care if it's high school or or college. You develop players; they get better in your system. Well, now you don't know whether you're going to have them. For one year, two years, or they may quit you halfway through the season.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And you got to go get other players, and it's just I, I don't know how these guys do it. I don't know. I heard the OU coach they got 26 new guys on the team right now, and some of the freshmen coming in are not there yet. Mm-hmm. 26 at a program like Oklahoma, and it's it's everywhere, and it's just I don't know, it's just I just think they, and I know the argument is, well, the coach can leave. He recruited me, so I need to be able to leave too. Well, maybe they could put some kind of a clause in there that if your coach leaves, you can you have the right to I don't know, but we hardly know the rosters of these teams from one year to the next,
1: so I, I think that a couple of things you hit on would make a, a lot of sense, but the way it is right now, it's it's not good. Mm-mm. I think if your coach leaves, you can yeah. leave. I think yeah. that unequivocally, number one thing. If your coach leaves, you can <laughs> leave. That's fair. I have no problem with that. Yeah. I think there needs to be some kind of term commitment if your coach hasn't left, though. Um, because you think about like you think about pro sports. Yeah, there are free agents, but you sign contracts for two or three years. Right. And so, you know, at the end of that year, okay, the, I've got these players coming back. Right. Mm -hmm. And then these players are leaving because their contracts are up unless we try to get them back or resign them or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think in this situation, you need to have some kind of, it's more than just a a year commitment. Once you sign, maybe it's two, maybe it's only two. And, and when you transfer after that second year, you can go wherever and play right away. That's, that's okay. Yeah. You need some kind of structure to it, right? I, I still like the fact that you could leave because you shouldn't have to be there if you don't want to be there.
0: No, you could make a mistake. You know, you could just make flat get there and you hate it.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that shouldn't, you know, kill you. That shouldn't – you shouldn't have to waste years off this. But at the same time, you got to have some kind of policing of it. I think there's a good, happy medium. I don't like it all, the old system. I will. Say, I think this is better. This system, but it's it's got a long ways to go to bit perfect. I think
0: it needs some adjustments to it. Yeah. Some tweaks.
1: Yeah. You know what? I always hated. My asshole coach left, and now I'm here. And if I want to transfer, I can do that. But I must sit out and waste yeah. a whole year. Yeah. And that's that's crazy. Like that, you can't. Right. You can't
0: do that. I I, I see that. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing this uh players this I I I, I didn't I didn't think this would happen. Mm-hmm. North Texas had a fantastic season this yeah. year. Won the NIT. Their best players in the portal.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Earl Roberts. Best players in the portal.
1: See, and that's that's the that's the side of it nobody thought about. No. Yeah. You would
0: think those guys are superstars on their campus. Mm-hmm. They had a ball. Mhm and they would not they would finish their career you you would think these guys that are in the portal are unhappy they're in right. bad situations
1: right
0: yet here we have these guys in the portal and they're going to go somewhere for one year mm-hmm. their senior year i think i think they're both seniors i'm not sure i think they are and that's not right that's just that's that's the downside of it
1: it's 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 not it breaks a lot of people's hearts. The old "I'm playing for my school" and these kids that's are that's playing for their school, and I—I've told you for years it's bullshit. And it is. now you're seeing it, and I think it is kind of a oh, they really don't care. They don't, and, and that's and not every. That's that's not a that's widespread. Not
0: 11, but it's a there lot. are
1: some that do. Okay, and you
0: you know, and you combine the portal with the NIL, yeah. to where a lot of these kids. It's legal to have an agent. Right. And once you get another guy involved in this that's making money off you, Mm -hmm. he's going to sway you to do things you might not want to do. But they will convince you, oh, you need to do this for your future, you know, things of that nature. So college athletics is a mess. And I've heard also, uh, who was that, Curtis said St. Peter's players all left last year.
1: Yep, right there.
0: Yep. I've heard or it's Rob. I've heard the same thing about Florida Atlantic. They think they're gonna lose yep. a lot of guys coming back. Yep. And, and so you know, we've seen it at our, at our little school that we follow, a D2 school. Uh-huh. Who was extremely good. And this is girls mm-hmm. at D2s, 2 extremely good. They've hit the portal.
1: Well, and, and so to set you and I know about this, but but people don't. But this is a really good talking point. You you guys may not care about you know the team or the player, but this is right. something that's happened that that is a really good example of what we're talking about. Our our school where we went to school is Missouri Southern here in Joplin, and they had uh, a, a girl last year as a freshman. Uh, she she grew up twenty minutes from the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, just an outstanding player, fantastic. Absolutely. Comes back for her sophomore year. And again, they they were outstanding. She's a great player. And I think kind of the thought was, wow, here's this girl. I mean, she's pretty much a hometown girl. She came here because she loved Missouri Southern. She's transferring. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't really blame her. But at the same time, it's again, it's more of just a, wow. I mean, we're D2 and we're losing players. Like, it's crazy, you know?
0: Yeah. So You know, if she was d2 and 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 without getting specific she's the the reason she's at d2 she is a d1 player if she was had the right size
1: yeah she's not very big and and, and she's short she's a shorter girl and she's not like a uh, no built, like a stout person. no right yeah she's
0: so, four she's five four and weighs about 120.
1: Yeah, and so she does have a D a D2 type of uh, – a body type for
0: sure. The reason she's at D2 is because of her size. That's the only reason. That is she doesn't shoot the ball this great. She's a good shooter but not a great shooter. Right. And that's why she's there. She would be at Arkansas, Oklahoma, Yukon big time. Yeah. If she was five nine.
1: Yeah.
0: Or 5'10". Yeah. So the issue is she's leaving – where she's the face of the college
1: yeah,
0: and she'll admit it, you know, she had a great time. She loves it at Southern mm-hmm. and there's no way she can play at a big time school. I, I don't think I just, I don't, I just, yeah. never, I don't, anybody would agree with that. So right. she's going to go to a, a lower level D one and leave a fantastic D two. And you, you just have to ask yourself why.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. and, so, and if these rules weren't in effect, this would never happen. Although a D2 could transfer to a D1 and play.
1: Well, and you bring up you bring up another situation that players are starting to get into now that we've seen this around a couple of years, 2-3 years now. A player leaves, they go somewhere else where they either they think the grass will be greener or hey, I'm a little too good to be here and now I want to not an attitude like I'm too good, but an attitude like I think I, I can be better. You right? do better. Yes. Right. I, I didn't mean that as,
0: and as that's me. what she's doing. She wants to fulfill a dream.
1: Exactly. I just didn't want to come across like yeah. I'm, I'm saying you're egotistical cause you're not, you're trying to be better. You're trying to better yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, but you're getting situations where they'll go somewhere. They never play. They're unhappy there. Then they're going to go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. That happened with a, with another player from here on the boys side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thought he he was a great uh, division two player. He went to Kansas. He never played. That hurt. He he still though. I know
0: he wouldn't have played. Never
1: was gonna play. Guess what? He's in the portal again.
0: He went. He's
1: looking for a place to go, and he went to Boise State. Oh, he did go to Boise. I didn't. But still, you know what I'm saying? Like, and now he's got to go again somewhere else. You know, and maybe he's okay with that. But I would just think some of these guys, you just never know, and what if a college promises you something and you go there and you're there and you're enrolled. And then all of a sudden they got two more better options that came to them. And now you're there and you, they told you, Hey, you're the, you're the guy. And now there's three of you there, right? Right. That's stuff that's happening. And I don't think, I think for the most part it's good for the student athletes, but when it doesn't work out, they can kind of get themselves in a weird spot is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. And and I don't mean to, imply anything negative about this situation with this girl. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better example of a student athlete uh, of what she did for Missouri Southern was unbelievable. She was all in uh, just nicest girl in the world. And I I mean, I'm just, just really, I don't want to say heartbroken because it's just sports, but it bothers me that, you know, this happens and I'm not knocking her at all. If it's a dream of hers, you know, you only go around once, and I know the decision was tough for her to leave. I know her parents were not well, prodding it at all, I, and you know it's just one of those things.
1: I think you, when you are a good player like that, you you look up and you know you're playing in front of a couple thousand people, right. and if you just think if somebody yeah. wants me, that's a little bigger. I'm going to go, you know, and
0: another thing you got to, you got to wonder if the portal situation wasn't in place, would she be getting all these emails and texts? Would she? Yeah. Right.
1: And that's the other thing. Uh, These, these, these players are still young and you know, if I was say I was good and I was here and just say somebody like, uh, Arkansas or, or, uh, I don't know. Just any anybody that's decent texts me or calls me or emails me or whatever and says, "Hey, you know, you can come here. We've got an ideal NI nil deal, or you can get ten thousand dollars if you sign." I'm gone.
0: Yeah. I'm no question.
1: So it's like whatever, you know. Because right. like, think about it. Yeah. Okay. They're they're they. You know, yeah. I call them kids, but you know, they're they're really kind of professionals now. But. Twenty years old, and somebody says, "Hey, you come over here, and we'll give you ten thousand dollars to play basketball." I'll be like, "Great! Like, you guys gonna like? Do you have a room for me now, or what?" Right? Exactly. So,
0: you know, and another thing from the the coaching aspect of it: say you're 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 coaching, and and you got this kid who has a world of potential, Mm -hmm. and he's a freshman, and he's not he's not playing very. You know, he's not getting after it. He's he's just you know he's got it, but he needs a little bit of prodding. He yeah. needs a little bit of pressure put on him. He right. needs to yeah. be pushed. Do you do it? Because you run the risk of him now. And, and we, you know, we, we, I've coached a lot of freshmen that are not quite there yet. Yeah. You know, but you don't just let them coast. If they've got potential, you're on them constantly. Yeah. And the good ones will rise above it. and. You've got to keep after them. So you c- c- can you do that now? Knowing that they're going to leave, if the least little thing goes wrong, they're out of there.
1: Yeah, and Dennis brings it up. said, I hate to, uh, talking about me. He says, uh, Aaron, you hate Texas, uh, but if you were playing for Oklahoma and Texas said they'd pay you double, you'd leave Oklahoma in a second. I would.
0: Most of them would, yeah.
1: I would. <laughs> I totally yeah. would.
0: You know, and, and here's the way the rules are right now. There's nothing stopping that from happening.
1: I, I guess I should. If I, if I'm making ten thousand and Texas is going to pay me twenty, then ah, uh, maybe not. But if say I'm making fifty and they're going to pay me a hundred, gone. Sorry.
0: And, and what's what's happening now? Uh, let's just use Kansas State basketball for an example. Mm-hmm. They made a great run this year because they got out in the portal and they got lucky and they got the right guys most of their players were from the portal. Now, I think it's interesting to note their two best players were at K-State last year. Now, a lot of people don't say that. Yeah. You know, Noel was not in the portal. But they went out and got guys to surround those guys, and the coach did a great job of doing that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's going to come down now to who can go out in that portal and get those guys to come in there. And then what's going to happen is – if you don't get those guys out of the portal, all the fans are going to hold it against you. Yep. And you might not, you might be the best guy in the world and they don't want to come to your school. And there isn't anything you can do about it. A great example now is what's going on at Oklahoma. He's got to go get players or he's going to get his ass fired. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm a huge OU fan, but if I'm on a basketball player, that's way down my list of where I want to go. Because yep. they don't do very well with fans or anything else. Yep. At OU, there's no interest is what I'm trying to say.
1: That's why you can't keep anybody.
0: That's right. And <laughs> it's a very difficult well position. And now it's even worse because yep. you've got to get out in that portal. So what you have to do is double recruit. You recruit mm-hmm. the high school kids and try to get them. And then, wham, every year you got to go right back out there into the portal and get the guys that aren't happy and leave. Yep. And it's, it's, you know, it's like Dennis said, uh, or he mentioned Calipari here. Remember when he got – he used to be knocked all the time because he went out and got all those one-and-done guys. Mm-hmm. Every year he had to start all over. That's what every college is having to do now.
1: It, Curtis, a good point here. He said Sampson Samson said OU was the best basketball job because no one cared about the That's team it. until February.
0: You're, you're right, and Kelvin believed that for a long time. Until Uh they got really good.
1: So here's what happened.
0: He thought he things to turn things around. When
1: when we were a perennial tournament team, but you knew they didn't have a chance to win, and he knocked out first or second round, Samson was incredibly happy at OU and no worries. But when he took them to the final four and nobody cared the next year when they were really, really good again, that's when Samson and OU kind of started to fall apart.
0: He thought. Once he got him to the Final Four, he had the program turned around,
1: Yep,
0: and it didn't matter. Nothing it changed. Didn't, Nothing and changed. it never has. And, and uh, he couldn't handle that. He just, uh, you know, yep. he had too much pride. You know, he had built it and built it and built it. I've always told this story uh, when Hollis Price was a senior, and I was going way back, but they were great that year. They went to the Final Eight. Yep. That year, I went to a game, a conference game, uh at OU towards the end of the season, and they were like 23 and 3 and ranked number three or four in a country.
1: Yep.
0: I sat eight rows behind the bench. There was nobody there.
1: And you walked up and got tickets. You walked up and got yeah. tickets. Mm-hmm. Probably 2,000 people. Yeah.
0: Eight eight rows behind the team bench.
1: Yeah.
0: You think that's gonna happen at Kansas?
1: No.
0: North Carolina? Duke? No. And so one of the point I was trying to make is. At a place like OU, and you're the head basketball coach, and you got to get in the portal to replace a bunch of guys that were there and didn't like it and left, how in the world are you going to get them?
1: Yeah, and that's that's exactly right, and that's a huge problem that's going to happen there. Um, And OU's had some great basketball coaches, and none of them have ever been able to.
0: Billy Tubbs, but that was a long time ago.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. But, you know, Sampson, he did as good as anybody could. There's no doubt. They had, they had Lon Kruger. He did a great job. He got him to the Final Four. Nobody cared. Um, no. It, that's, yeah, it, that's just the honest to God truth. You,
0: of you truth. know, Aaron, the other day, Just I didn't have anything to do as well. It's been two, three months ago. And it was like five degrees outside. I got to looking. Since 1980, Oklahoma is the 25th winningest school in basketball. Well, Since- that's
1: just it. They've had good teams, yeah.
0: And nobody would say that. Nobody no. would do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah.
1: Anyway, it's, that's it's, been, it's, it's that's another problem for another yeah. day. Right? That's
0: got nothing to do with his of running college athletics. It's just uh, if if you're the coach at OU right now, and I think Porter Moser is a good coach. Yeah. The problem is, um, he he gets players, the young players, in there. They they don't stay. So then he has to turn around and get more. And now he's got to get out in the portal. And if he doesn't get players good enough to win next year and get it back in the tournament, he's history.
1: Yeah, Curtis, they had Blake Griffin for two years. They did sell out a couple of games when he was there, but not many. Um, they also had Trey Young, and people didn't really care about that either. And he's from Norman. and they yeah. were, I mean, they were excited, but they didn't yeah. sell it out or anything like that. knew
0: that he wasn't going to stay. I think that was part of it. Uh, and when Buddy Heald was there, they sold out. Down yeah. the stage. Well, the four, years, final four year. yeah. And when Wayman that goes way back. But when Billy Tubbs was there, they sold games out.
1: Yeah, right.
0: But the, you know why? Tubbs know. was kind of a smartass, and they loved that at OU, and they never knew what he – he was part of the show, Billy right. Tubbs. Yeah. That's way before your time, Aaron, but he was part of the show. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Do we have anything else uh, here? We're gonna have to get off here because we've got another one coming in 22 minutes. We got blinkers off coming on. Any any final thoughts?
0: No, I got a bunch of stuff I got to get done. I know you do too. So, all
1: right, that's right. Anybody
0: going to Oakland this weekend? Look me up. I'm probably going to be there Saturday, so yeah, I'll be there.
1: Papa Dudes' birthday tomorrow. He's heading to Oakland, so yeah, if you're at Oakland, hit him up. You're at Keeneland. Hit me right. or Jared up. We'll be there. well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I won't be at the racetrack until Saturday, uh, and then I'm going back next week to the Apple Apple Blossom. So we're going to have a two week in a row uh, Oakland experience.
1: You might be able to hit me up on Apple Blossom Day at Oakland as well. Uh, waiting to get word if my horse is going to run or not uh, that weekend. He's kind of he's close, so we'll see keep you updated right. on that one um bleaker's off do you have any controversial uh topic no we- not much, not much <laughs> today. you guys
0: are pretty straightforward on there rob said here's something controversial put it on there rob
1: okay, okay. give it to us give it, yeah, yes Johnny husker butch uh we may have one more work or we may get be ready to run i'm not sure we'll see he's, he's had six works so we're getting close um I'm not betting Todd Pletcher in turf sprints after two of his horses right, broke down. I'm
0: I'm not a Taurus, Jesse. I'm an Aries.
1: <laughs> what what's he talking about then?
0: He said Papa's a Taurus. That's a yeah zod- zodiac sign.
1: Yeah,
0: I think it switches. His says his is the 22nd. I think it switches.
1: Oh, it does
0: from Aries to Taurus. Okay, I'm not oh. sure. All right. Well. Okay.
1: Anyway. All right. Well, I still think you guys are connected somehow there, Jesse. (laughs) We
0: are. We were born in April.
1: You are born in April. Forget about these signs. It's a month. You are born in April.
0: Jesse, I bet you're still celebrating your birthday where I'm just glad I woke up again and had another one, but we don't (laughs) add the years on my birthday. You probably haven't got that far yet.
1: Yeah, well. I got one coming up that's not going to be good. So,
0: yes, you do. <laughs> hey, that ain't good for me either. How about no, that? it's
1: not? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, happy late birthday or no, happy birthday today to Dennis. Yeah, Dennis oh,
0: that's birthday. right, Dennis. I meant to say that I saw that on Twitter and then I meant to say that in the uh, whatever that show we do in the mornings, uh, Doozy Bet yeah. Daily. Happy birthday to you. Yeah,
1: that's right. Have yeah. a good one. Happy birthday! Look at here, April twentieth, Michael. My goodness, look at all these. Wow,
0: wow. that's a Dennis, bit.
1: Michael, you, Jesse. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, that's
0: a good. It's good one. Forty eight. Yep. This is last year. in County. Yeah. Yep. Good idea.
1: Very good, Dennis.
0: Yep. I'll stay out of trouble tonight.
1: I may see Dennis tomorrow. Oh, great! Yeah, it's possible. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. See if I can get there. I gotta get off the show, gotta do another show, gotta finish.
0: Oh, get, get off you. you got another one coming up.
1: All right, gotta finish this one. Got to finish another show. Got to finish the betting Bible. And then I'll head to get Jerry we'll, we'll head to Keeneland. Or well I, I I the
0: betting Bible done too. So
1: that's right. You've got work to do too. All right, guys. We're gonna get off here. We'll be back in about 30, about well, 20, 30 minutes, uh, with blinkers off. All right, guys. Thanks everybody for joining us. Good luck to everybody this weekend. It's gonna be a fun one. See you right back here next week. Place. This is due to bet sports. Due to bet sports, it's your favorite show. Due to bet sports, where degenerates go. Due to bet sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holdeman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the so class
0: is full of shit.